Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today, I want to focus on grief and grit and specifically what it means for women who are balancing life and business and how it's going to continue to affect you now into the future. Now, why is the topic of grief such a personal and important topic to myself? I know for me, grief has been one of the primary reasons for my growth and professional success. But how can so much heartache and so much pain make you the person you are today? And I found that years of my life are simply missing from my own memory or just hazy outlines of what happened. And those are the same periods of time that have fueled and changed me into the person I am today. And I know there's a massive need for us to focus more primarily on mental health and your well-being because who you are and how you show up in the world will always and forever affect how you will personally show up in your own business and be able to provide for yourself financially. Now, I know my personal challenges are just one simple representation of what it can look like for people. I think about it the timeline of my life and look at it in buckets that over time there was these periods of loss and grief followed by deep learning and understanding. But it wasn't just one occurrence. It was one traumatic event after another for the majority of my life. And I can't at this point in my life imagine that I'm alone in this struggle. And I know so many of you are also going through unique challenges in your own personal journey. Now, I think to do this topic justice, we have to define what grief is. And I want to start by saying that it has no standards and it will attach to anyone and it can come on at any time. And I don't want to take this opportunity to just give you some massive hurrah about how it's going to be this amazing impact that will go out and do all of these incredible things in your life because it may, and it may also be simply unexplainable, deep hurt that you cannot take away. And I want you to feel good about where you're going from here. But part of that is not possible unless we can truly move through this season and accept what has happened. 
Now, grief in its common definition, I find incredibly frustrating. It tends to discuss mourning and grieving and typically in its alignment with some sort of death. And I found that a lot of grief models simply just ultra simplify the complexity of what we're at odds with. And I recently read this quote that simply changed my entire perspective. One, because I knew it was complex and yet had a hard time putting it in words. And two, because I couldn't put a pin on why grief was just as equally frustrating and hurting and painful as it was beautiful and hopeful and even inspirational. And so I want to read you a brief excerpt from a book called The Modern Loss Handbook by Rebecca Soffer. Grief is an active, dynamic, living thing, an entity all its own. It changes within and alongside you and sometimes even in spite of you. It's the ultimate shapeshifter appearing as both massive depression and major motivation and everything in between. It can muddle our vision and allow us to see clearly. It can help us live and think and love and connect in ways in which we could have never anticipated or imagined. Now, I know for you, your own experience with grief is likely different than mine and how you perceive it and move through it could also be different. I've watched in friends' lives it be a major thing that helps them spring forward. For others, it is given an opportunity to slow down and really reflect and give space and time. There's no right or wrong way to grieve or even to have the resilience on the other side but I know it can impact us all differently. And before I kind of dive into this on a deeper level, I want to share a couple of stories because while I've given you guys some insight into my life over the years, I've definitely been hesitant to share the full story because sharing the full story felt so vulnerable to me. When I think about my life, I mentioned those series of traumatic events that made me the person I am today. And that's true and always been constant. I can't really think of a time in my life where there wasn't an active thing that was the defining moment for who I am right now or a before and after of who I was before that event and who I am now. And so I think about how it all started and to me, it goes back to being a toddler. <laughs> my mom was diagnosed with a brain tumor when I was just two and a half years old, and she was pregnant with my baby sister. Now, at two and a half, you can't quite process much of what's going on. You simply re request more chocolate milk and graham crackers at the hospital. But what happened at two and a half definitely defined the majority of my childhood years. My mother had brain surgery while pregnant with my sister. They removed a brain tumor in the back of her head. And what came of that meant that the majority of my childhood, I was in and out of doctor's office with my mom. I was accompanying her to some devastating news along the way. And she really struggled to find a combination of drugs that would give her a normal and active lifestyle, especially that as for a mother of toddlers. <laughs> and so I did a lot of things 
a young child would not normally do. I feel like in a lot of ways, I parented my sister, even when she didn't want me to. I help manage the household in a lot of ways, even before that was a reasonable thing to do. And I put food on the table. I made meals. Now, as I kind of aged into my teenage years, I watched as my dad left his job and struggled with mental health issues. By the time I was 16, both of my parents were permanently disabled, which meant the majority of my life was completely different than that of my peers. My peers had parents who were active in jobs and seeking promotions and going on to do these incredible things. And I saw parents who were struggling financially, parents who didn't always know how to be there for their children because they were struggling so much themselves. And on that same period of time, I saw my grandparents struggle with alcohol. I saw relatives struggle with drugs and other mental health issues. And I lost a family member to suicide during that same time period, struggled with my own mental health because it was a lot. It was a lot to process as a teenager who had spent the majority of their life just dealing with one thing after another. You know, when I went to college, a lot shifted and changed for me. I developed a network of friends. I felt super supported, but I was scared the entire time because I didn't know how I was going to support myself financially, which is a huge reason why this business exists today. Because when I went into college, I didn't know what it was going to look like when I graduated. And I knew more than anything else that I wanted to have financial freedom because I saw what it looked like to be so concerned about money every single day. And I never wanted that for myself or my future family. But then I struggled with it anyway. (laughs) By the time I got my first job, I also mean I shortly after got laid off for the first time. And I was so financially strapped. My then boyfriend, now spouse, would often cook for me to kind of take on that expense and burden. He paid for one of my cars after one of them literally fell apart in the middle of the street. I kid you not, I was driving down one of the busiest streets in my little college town of Manhattan, Kansas, and my suspension just completely broke in half. (laughs) No set of frat guys was going to get that off the street. We definitely needed a tow truck to get it away. But it just felt like one financial burden after the next. And before I knew it, I was selling my own plasma to make rent. And I knew from that moment on, I was never going to financially struggle again. And I was going to do everything in my power to make my life as easy as possible. But, you know, life throws you curveballs. And three years after I was married, and I had just started my business, I suffered a traumatic brain injury in a five car pileup. And I was forever and completely changed by that moment. Not only was I terrified to tell my audience and followers and people in my industry, because I was so fearful that I would be judged for the person I'd become seemingly overnight. And I also knew that I needed those finances to carry me through recovery. And so I couldn't shut down my business. It needed to still work. 
but it was broken. In that moment, it was broken. Everything I had done to build the business could not be sustained while I was in recovery. So overnight, while in the midst of therapy and going back and forth to a million doctor's appointments, I kid you not, I was probably in doctor's appointments 30 plus hours a week. I was rebuilding my business from the ground up to protect myself once again, so that I'd never be in this position again to not be able to walk away at a moment's notice. Now, those events did not like immediately go away. It took years, years to recover. I would even venture to say five years. I remember getting what I would say like 80% better within the first couple, but it wasn't until the summer of 2021 that I said, oof, I think I'm wholly back. Like, I think I'm all the way here. But even though I was all the way there, I was still in the middle of something. My parents started the divorce process in the spring of 2020 literally coinciding the week before COVID started, my mom moved out of my childhood home. And that was after being together for 40 years. To say that didn't turn my life upside down would be a complete lie. Now, I know I mentioned a little bit in the last episode what it was like to take on caregiving for a grandparent in a moment's notice, sell my house, you know, make a whole new life for ourselves. But All of that kept happening. Life kept happening while I was simultaneously building a business. Now, the part that just doesn't quite make sense to me is that it doesn't stop. You know, you go through these hard moments and you think, okay, I'm going to get through this. I can do this. And then when you're on the other side, something will take your breath away all over again whether it's the loss of a loved one, you struggling with a personal health issue, maybe something to do with your fertility. I I didn't even share about that, man. That's a whole seven year journey all on its own. My spouse and I cannot conceive a child. Regardless of what it is that you may be grieving now or in the past, whether it's an open wound or one from before, I want you to know that it is totally okay that you're juggling who you are outside of work with how you show up professionally. And as a femme founder, you're juggling personal and professional responsibilities more so than any other group I've ever seen. Because it's one thing to be a female in a career and also have a family and all the life things, but to be running a business is a level of responsibility that is just unmatched when it comes to having a career. And I want to give you so much props for all of the things that you're doing. You are juggling putting food on the table and making sure your house is clean and, you know, making sure the laundry is done and that the yard work is being taken care of and planning your next vacation and making sure the kids activities are paid for and they're attending and all of the things. And those are the like simple everyday things, the things that we'd love to be doing when we're grieving, but sometimes we can't. Sometimes we 
simply can't get out of bed, whether that's because we're in so much pain that it's not even reasonable, whether that's physical or emotional pain, it doesn't matter. But when you're grieving, the self-care things they talk about don't feel like self-care anymore. Some of those things feel like hard to even do the bare minimum. I remember times in my life where it was hard to convince myself to shower or brush my teeth or put on new clothes. And not because I didn't want to be clean or have washed hair, but because the burden of taking on all of those steps when I was so far gone felt impossible. It felt like climbing a mountain. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know there's so many people out there that have struggled with the mundane. And so the idea of building a business that financially supports you, even when you're grieving, it feels like a dream. It feels like an amazing opportunity, but I know for some can feel so far out of sight. And I know as a coping mechanism and perhaps out of survival, I've spent a lot of my working years compartmentalizing so that I could be at work and then quote unquote deal with my life when I was off the clock. But I do think there's an opportunity to integrate who you are outside of working hours and find harmony between the two. Because while all of these deep, huge, massive things have categorically made me who I am today, it didn't mean that I wasn't also accomplishing incredible feats in my own business or having successful periods. Because the success and like like this book has said, the motivation can sometimes be complementary to the depression or the frustration or the sadness. And for me, it has been fuel for much of my life. And so when I get to a point where I am feeling safe and secure and, you know, life is on a lull with throwing me new challenges, I don't know what to do then. (laughs) I don't know what to do when my life isn't falling apart because it's such a new concept. The idea of creating a space to be healed can feel so foreign to some that when you get there, that's when it's more challenging. And I know I kind of mentioned the idea of the before and the after, but I know for me, if I think about each of those moments, the who I was before they happened and the who I was after is fundamentally different. Many aspects of my personality changed or my priorities or the things I spent time on or cared about or implemented or even wanted for myself in the future. The things I was aspiring to, the things I wanted to accomplish, those were often altered by those major events and not necessarily in a bad way. I think a lot of times those can feel frustrating. Like for sure, the last three years, waking up and having way more gray hair has been one of the more frustrating things in my life. I've really struggled with the concept of aging, y'all, like so hard because when you're so deep 
in taking care of someone else that you wake up and you don't even recognize yourself, that, my friend, <laughs> is a level of, not, it's not frustration. I'm definitely not frustrated by it, but surprised by it. Like, it's so shocking that it feels like something I have to process on its own. And I want to help you integrate these things because ultimately life's not going to stop. Life will keep happening. It will happen again and again and again and again. And while it may not always be happening to you, it will be happening around you. You know, it may be happening to your spouse or your kids or your mom or your aunt or your cousin or a really good friend or someone from church life will keep happening. And we can't just keep pretending that it only matters if it's affecting us. Because often those things that are surrounding us have deep impact and can feel more discombobulating because they're completely out of our control. We have no opportunity to make change. You know, I think my car accident, while deeply rooted in frustration for me also was the most fundamentally changing because it was the thing of all of the things that I had the most control over. Well, for sure, I didn't have control over if I was going to heal or how long my recovery was going to be. I got to take steps whenever I wanted to and whenever I was ready to versus being a child or an adult of parental divorce, that wasn't my choice. I wasn't in the middle of all of that because I wanted to be, you know, not that I wanted to be suffering from a traumatic brain injury, but it was still my thing instead of their thing. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now... I think for us to move forward, to grieve, we do have to accept that the life we once had is now gone. And I think for me, the part that's really struck me is often not the grieving of the thing itself, but the grieving of the who I thought I would be in the future. I thought I was going to be a mom. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a mom. You know, those life altering moments of who we think we're supposed to be or who we think we're striving to be, or we've taken all of these steps to become this version or this person. And we wake up one day and our new normal is different. The accepting of the imagined future being gone can be quite hard. Now, granted, I am a kind of person who specifically is future focused almost exclusively. I have a really hard time being present. Things like meditation are wildly challenging to me, but also incredibly healing because they bring me back. And if you're so focused on the future at all times, it can constantly be a battle with I'll be happy when or I'll be fulfilled when. And then when something literally changes your path entirely and that I'll be happy when is literally no longer a possibility ever, talk about a frustration like you've never experienced before. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you do. Or you wouldn't still be listening to this show. You know, ultimately, we have to shift. And we have to move through it. And I don't want to say that we have to be done with it, though. We're always going to have a relationship to the thing, whether it's a relationship to a person that we've lost or a moment in time that defined us. It's always going to be a part of us. And so it's not about moving on. It's about moving through. How are we going to take it with us? How are we going to have it become a part of us in a way that's going to be what it needs to be for us and no one else. Now, sometimes the grief 
is accompanied with shame or pain or trauma. And those are wounds that need healed. And I don't want to pretend to know what you need. Some of you are going to need a journal or a therapist or a stroll in your neighborhood to just give you new perspective. You might need medication. You might need medical intervention. I don't want to pretend to know what you need, but I do know that wounds, especially mental ones, they need to be sewn. They need to be brought back together. And, you know, as someone who is primarily wired to be optimistic, despite life throwing so many challenges my way, I know that those ups and downs are intentional. I used to not think so. I used to think it's got to be up from here. I've definitely reached the bottom. So we got to go up from here. Right. And I saw this concept the other day and it just like really, really touched me and that wounds need to be sewn. And so if they're going to be sewn up, you do have to have the up and you have to have the down. And that is essential to bringing the wound back together. And that was such an interesting concept to me because all of a sudden it meant that the down periods weren't lost that they had meaning, that they were doing something for me. And I used to be frustrated by them and try to push them away, which definitely meant that a lot of the things, you know, two to 18 plus were not dealt with. And it took a lot of time and therapy to undo those things. But the things that have happened in the last three to five years, I have very actively worked through while they were happening. And because I was willing to sit with them and be with them and get therapy to move through it, I found myself, quote unquote, on the other side so much faster than I could have imagined and have been so much more grateful for who it made me sooner. Now, you do not have to be grateful for bad things, just so we're super clear. There are some things that are simply terrible, that are simply inappropriate, that are absolutely not okay. And that is not an undoing of those things. But your healing can be separate from the event itself or the person itself or the act itself. Now, I know for me, it's been a lot about surrendering the things I can't change and accepting what's in my control or out of my control. And perhaps those have been my most defining moments in therapy when someone has helped me understand a couple of things. Specifically, that you are only in control of your reactions, how you react and how you act. You're not in control of how someone else acts. You're not in control of someone else's feelings. You're not even necessarily in control of your own feelings. Your feelings are a byproduct of what's happening around you. And being sad is not bad. Like, I could go on a whole tangent about how feelings need to be more neutral and not have associated positive or negative things attached to them. But you do need to feel them. One of the things that recently has helped in that similar kind of letting go process for me 
when something is out of my control, there's a concept that Mel Robbins recently put out on her podcast. It's like her let them philosophy, especially if it's a frustration with someone or something that to let it go is so empowering. Like what happens if you just let them? What happens? All of a sudden, the surrendering allows us to process in ways that we never have previously or give us an opportunity to see that it's a them problem, not an us problem. And I'm not saying that these challenges are specific. Like I mentioned, the challenge can be all sorts of things. But I know so many of you have overcome incredible feats. You've had spouses that have been deployed. You've struggled with your own chronic illness. You've been a primary caregiver to a dying parent. You've been through your own divorce. You've been through your own financial struggle. You've gone through such incredibly hard and challenging events. And many of you have shared those things with me. You've sent me messages. You've talked about what's going on in your own life. And I think in some ways, something I said along the way made you feel less alone. And I'm so grateful for that. But I know your challenges are not uniquely yours. There's so many challenges that can make us community and they can bring us together. And they can also allow us to see an opportunity. I'm not saying that every challenge is an opportunity. Do not confuse the two. I do think every challenge can present one though. The challenge itself may not be an opportunity. It may simply be a giant do not pass go sign. It may be this path is no longer an option for you sign, but it doesn't mean it's not going to present things for you. I know there's the concept of like when a door closes, a window opens. I want to believe that's true. I don't always know if it is, but I do want to believe it's true. And it may not always be related. And I think that's why they change it from a door to a window. I think you just have to open your eyes because so often those opportunities are not things you plan for right? There are things that all of a sudden, when you've allowed yourself to like see in your periphery, because I think so often we can get blinders on and just like objectively continue to move forward again and again and again and again. I think when we allow ourselves to see our surroundings, things pop up that we just weren't even aware of, or we simply scrolled by or didn't see as an option for ourselves or didn't allow ourselves permission to see it as an option, which that's an interesting topic all on its own, giving ourselves permission when no permission is necessary. If that's you, we should talk. Now, I think before we move on, I think it's important to talk about the things you've been up against because I continue to say that my challenges are just my own. And I know you have gone through hardship. And ultimately, there's a lot that's been happening in the last three years that we all have collectively been through together. This is right now a very defining moment, not just in human history, but also for women in business. We've collectively been through the largest global pandemic ever. We've seen what we thought was going to be 
a financial downtime turn into this community event where people were supporting small business bigger than ever. And I saw many of you rise in 2020 and 2021. And then in the last 12 to 18 months, really start to struggle, whether that be revenue going down or leads going down or buyer behavior changing. And that's just the struggle in your business. It's not all of the things that came in your life as a result of all of those other things. You maybe had kids home and were trying to be an educator while also maintaining the business that you had built. You may have seen a change in your spouse's career path. Maybe they were laid off in the middle of all of this. Maybe your child has been having social issues as a result of being home, or perhaps you had birth in the middle of all of this and you've seen a delay in development because of those challenges and unique social circumstances. I think regardless of what's come up for you in recent years, I think it's a a unique opportunity to highlight those gaps in areas for improvement. And for me, the vision I have for y'all is not just one of true financial freedom, but one that allows us to have the resources, representation, and funding that is simply not there right now. Now, I've been on the mission for the last eight years to build those resources because if I can do anything, I can educate, right? But the representation has to come from you. What are the unique circumstances that are happening in your own life that you can be a voice for others? I recently had an opportunity to get deeper involved with a local nonprofit that I am passionate about. They fund a lot of opportunities for families and survivors of those going through traumatic brain injury. And, you know, I could have just gone to one of their fundraiser events and moved on. But I'm at a point in my life and in my business where being representation is going to move further faster. And not only speaking up has it allowed for more people to have access to what they offer, but it also gives me an opportunity to speak out for what I think the future of that group of people needs. And so if you have something unique happening in your life, I'm not saying right now, do you need to be that representation because you're in the thick of it? And if anything, you need those resources and you need those connections to tie you to people that get it, whether that be a support group or an educational opportunity for you. But when you're on the other side, regardless of what that looks like, representing that group who gets it so that the person who goes through it next has more opportunity than before. Oh my God, it's so huge. And I think this can represent anything you've gone through in life. It doesn't have to be exclusive to life or business, but I think you being a voice is essential. And speaking to the funding aspects, gosh, I know if more women had more access to more dollars, the change we could make in this world would be astronomical. And so my goal is to help you not only build a business that supports you 
personally, financially, but allows you to build a business that can fund more jobs, that can fund more research, that can improve and impact more people's lives and allow you to build a business that supports you as a whole person. So when you come up against another life altering event that instead of panicking and feeling the need to shut it all down, that you can embrace the challenge and have a business that's going to continue to support you through whatever that looks like. And that is not an easy thing to build. And it's not something you even get to just build once and be done with. You may have to rebuild it again and again and again in different iterations throughout your career. But man, does it make a difference when you have to step away? Now, I know that as you guys continue to struggle with your own grief, that it is so important that we create environments for people with all different challenges to thrive. And I do think that means continuing to foster diversity, inclusion, and equity, but it's not always the primary focus for it to still be important. I know that I want to support all FIM founders and those who are struggling with personal and chronic health challenges, just because my whole business isn't about those with chronic health challenges doesn't mean there isn't a place for them here. So instead, I'm focusing on an inclusive environment, one that welcomes all people. And so I want you to think about how are there ways you can let more people in or touch more people's lives. And it is also okay to be really excited about niching into one specific group. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. Now, I do think we can be more supportive and more understanding. And if anything, know that there's so much happening behind the scenes for people. People let you in to like one to 2% of their world. You see the highlight reel on social media. You see their biggest and most successful moments. And often their deepest moments of grief and suffering and hurt, the things they keep the most private. And so if nothing else, maybe you're not in your own challenge right now, or maybe grief hasn't been a huge part of your story like it has been mine. What you can do is look around and see opportunities to be more supportive to those that you love and care about or those that you serve in your own business. You know, I think we often think that our challenges are the only ones happening because they're the thing that are top of mind and affecting us most. But if we can be more loving and caring to those around us, I know we can collectively make such a huge difference. Now, I didn't spend a ton of time talking to you about the grit that is created on the other side of all this grief, but I hope you can see that there's opportunities there. And I mentioned it helps you become a different version of yourself that you didn't even imagine. That that imagined future is lost, but you get to go on a new journey. And I know that has been a catapult. (laughs) It has been a frustration. It has been something that has allowed me to flourish 
while also be simultaneously sad and upset. If I can leave you with anything, I really enjoy this quote. And I think it'll touch you like it has touched me. Trauma can train you to always scan for the weeds and thorns. In healing, you begin to notice the blossoms in you and around you. This is by Dr. Thema Bryant. Now, I do think that grief, on the other side of it, it gives you a grittiness that's going to develop your resilience and it's going to allow you to see that you can face challenges in ways that you may have not previously imagined, but it's also an opportunity for you to support others. And so while I don't have a specific call to action today, other than be a nicer human and give yourself a bit more grace, I do want you to continue to have your eyes and ears open. Listen to those around you and see opportunities to care for them when maybe you're having a better day and they're not. So thank you guys so much for being here. And I hope this gave you a little window into it being okay to not be okay all the time. And if this resonated at all with you, I'd really love to chat with you in other ways. So if you're not currently on our email list, I'd love for you to sign up. You can go to bossproject.com slash sign up, all one word, bossproject.com slash sign up, and you can get on our weekly newsletter. You also can book a call with me. So if you have some things you're going through and you are looking to move forward in your business and build something that is super resilient and going to support you into this next phase, I'd love to talk about if the incubator is the right fit for you. So you can go to bossproject.com slash waitlist and we can chat. But if nothing else, I just hope today was something that affected you personally and you can share with a friend. So share this episode with someone you care about and I hope to chat with you more soon. Chat soon. Bye for now. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.